720 WGN, uh, that's one of the greatest moments in history as far as I'm concerned. Ronald Reagan in Germany uh, telling Gorbachev to take down the Berlin Wall. And uh, that applies into, that folds well into our next guest and our next topic. Here at 836 on 720 WGN, John Landecker welcoming my good friend Rick Kemper to these wonderful airwaves. Good evening, Rick. How are you? You're, You're talking on. to the fellows back at the studio? Yeah, I was talking to the uh, producing room. You know what that's like, yeah. producing a show, right? Uh, I do. I do. <laughs> <laughs> I still uh, have nightmares. No, I'm kidding. Uh, just uh, <clears throat> a little background. Uh, I mentioned it earlier, but, you know, transparency, full disclosure and all, disclosure and all of that. Rick and I uh, worked together for 10 years on a morning show here in Chicago, and uh, Rick uh, was a co-author of the book I did called Records Truly Is My Middle Name, and then Records Truly Is My Middle Name, the Hall of Fame edition, and Rick started a publishing company called Eckhart's Press, which still is doing gangbuster business, and has had books by, oh my God, let's see... we've had over 80 authors now wow bobby scafish right yes and um Uh, joel daly Uh, oh god rich king uh uh, we have uh, chuck swirsky's book out right now right 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 and these are all biographies or autobiographies yeah uh, roger badish from formerly wgn yeah 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 um so, uh, I was pleased and intrigued with your latest effort, which is not about any of those things. No, it's not. No, no it's not. And it's called Back in the DDR. Could you explain what DDR stands for? Uh, the DDR is Deutsche Demokratische Republik, which is the what is what East Germany called itself. Uh, during the communist years. And I also want to tell you that Rick has, amongst his interests, Germany, the sound of music, <laughs> and the Be- and the Beatles. Which yeah. something tells that's me that back in back, <laughs> yeah, back in the DDR sounds me sounds a little bit like back in the USSR. Am I wrong? Uh, you are correct, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, which I like a lot. So let me just read. This book, by the way, is available for pre-order now. Yes, it is. And uh, I'm just going to read this blurb here. Back in the DDR okay. is a double fish out of water tale. First of all, that's a great opening line. The year, is, the year is 1976. 12-year-old Rudy has had a really difficult time fitting in his family's adopted home of America. But just when he feels like he is becoming Americanized, his family moves back to West Germany. Rudy tries to navigate American army bases, German and Austrian relatives that he has never met, and Cold War political tension and violence he doesn't fully understand. His unusual journey culminates in a visit to the other side of the Iron Curtain, where Rudy is forced to confront the real the real reasons his family has taken him on such a bumpy ride. Now, 
this is one of those I mentioned earlier, you know, you see a movie and the, it's got a title and as it comes on, it goes based on actual events. Well, this is based on actual events. Yeah. You are, you are Rudy. Well, no, it's fiction, John. Um, but, uh, <laughs> let's just say there are many similarities between Rudy and Ricky. Right. <clears throat> well, that even makes me, that just raises my curiosity even more. So, did you go back to Germany and visit, did Rick go back to Germany and visit relatives, uh, Yes, German, German and Austrian too. relatives, and see the Cold War political tension, and the and did, did you actually go on the other side of the Iron Curtain? I did. I Good went Lord! What four was different uh, communist countries uh, when we lived over there. We were in uh, Romania, we were in Yugoslavia, and uh, Hungary, and also East Germany. And how old were you at it, the time? I was thirteen. And, and I have to say that East Germany was the scariest place I've ever been in my entire life. Well, it's it, certainly, they certainly promoted it as such. I mean, I can't imagine crossing over from the West and living in the United States and then entering this communist system of living. What, ex- what specifically was so, struck such fear in you? Well, um, First of all, you you take a train to get to East uh, to get to West Berlin, mm-hmm. and in order to get from West Germany to West Berlin, you have to go through a hundred miles of East Germany, and they would uh, stop the train, and East German police would come and search you. Uh, Russian soldiers were there. Uh, you know, it was. Uh, a terrifying experience because at any moment you knew that if they just took you and took you off the train, there was nothing you could have done. Then when you get there and you see the Berlin wall uh, and you see the snipers and yes. you see the, the landmines and, and you go through the, um, the checkpoint, Charlie and, and the wall itself on the top of the wall is covered with shards of glass. And there are people walking around with guns uh, everywhere. And you know that the country is, I mean, uh, they built a wall to keep the people in. Yes, yeah. Not to keep the people out, but to keep the people in. And so everybody was terrified. All the people that lived there were terrified. All of the uh, East German citizens, or many of them, were spies for the country. You know, they... And as an American going in there, all eyes are on you. And we went to a, a lunch with my mom's uncle in East Berlin, and he he was pointing to the waiters. He said, "All right, that one over there, uh, she's a spy. That that one over there is listening in." You know, oh we, he he assumed it was being taped. The conversation was being taped. Everything had to be very carefully. I mean, it was just terrifying. I was 13 years old. I can't even imagine what that must have been like. Uh, yeah. I, so, they, I w- you know, I, I lived that. And then, you know, you used to call me Rick the German boy. Uh, yes. For that, uh, on the radio. Affectionately, affectionately. Uh, yes. No, I know. But after reading the book, you kind of understand why that's what I am, right? Yes, it's, indeed. Uh, absolutely. 
Yeah. Right. It's right. A big right. part of my life. Oh. I just I get chills just on the the whole idea of a thirteen year old kid actually going to the other side of the Iron Curtain, going to the other side of the Berlin Wall, spending how many how long were you in communist uh Russian segment of Berlin? Um just one day. Um but it you know we were there twice, I think, but each time it was just for one day because you couldn't stay. You, could, yeah, you know, you, of course not. It was just a, like a day pass, and you and people were probably you following you, probably following you around. I'm guessing. And my my father worked for the Department of Defense, uh, the U.S. government. So maybe. Um, well, he definitely worked for the Department of Defense, but he he told me that. Um, <laughs> he told me not he told me which passports to bring and you know that he had a, like a, we had a, like a diplomatic passport so if anything happened uh, we wouldn't get in trouble and one of our ID cards that we had said my dad's rank and said right on there Department of Defense and he said whatever you do don't bring that <sighs> and uh yeah i mean so i mean this is just to give you an idea of what, oh, that's how, what how we scary w- that was. Well, that's what we want, because I'm trying to get across what this book is about, and we'll do more with Rick Kemper when we come back on 720 WGN. 720 WGN, obviously, the Beatles in German at 850 with John Landecker and my friend Rick Kemper, who we're talking to about a new book that he has written, which is scary, um, funny, and sort of, uh, it makes you a little paranoid. <laughs> <laughs> Success. <laughs> well done, young man. Well done. No, I'm, I'm serious. I'm reading this thing, and I'm like, I don't believe this. I mean, because yeah. it's such a departure from anything that I've seen, I've read of yours. You know? Yeah, I'm usually Isn't the wacky it? guy, and this is definitely not wacky. No, and I'm really glad you did this because this is, um, this is just really, really good. Uh, oh, thank you. No, and I'm not saying that just because you paid me to say it. I mean, I'm saying it because, <laughs> no, I, I really was like, I was telling Nika, my wife, I said, you got to read this. This is unbelievable. I can't tell what's going on here. I mean, this kid is going to Austria and Germany with his family and his dad works for the Defense Department, United States Defense Department, and it says so on his passport and they're going into the East and they're being monitored by whatever form of the East German government did that. They're going to restaurants Their relative points out people he says are spies, points out people who he thinks are recording them, and that's all true, right? Yeah. 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 Wow. I mean... Yeah, and the stuff that happened in the other uh, communist countries that I wrote about in here are also true. Give Um, us an example. Well, for instance, uh, we went through Yugoslavia on our way to Romania. My father was born in Romania in a German... Uh, speaking part of Romania. And so in order to get there, you have to go through Yugoslavia. And we stopped in this town on the night of a big soccer game. 
and we and we went into the bar to watch the game there. It was the only television in the entire town because you know this was a, a just a deathly poor country, Yugoslavia. Yes. Right. And watching a game uh, in a bar in Yugoslavia was quite an experience because every time there was a goal or something people just started throwing their glasses against them. It was like, it was like being in a wild West saloon. Then again, I was 13 years old. I I'd yeah. never seen anything like this before. It was, uh, it was uh, a memory I will never forget. Oh, I'm sure. And how would you like to, I don't want to say anything that you don't want me to say, so to speak. That's a sort of sounds like a ridiculous statement. But how far do you want to take this conversation about what happens in this book? I think that's up to you. Well, let me put it to you this way. that The, the thing that was difficult about writing this book was um, writing it from the perspective of a 13-year-old kid who doesn't necessarily catch the things that are happening around him, mm-hmm. but the reader does. Yes, exactly. And so that was... A, a challenge, and it was a very political, uh, tumultuous time uh, in West Germany, even with uh, you know the Red Army faction, or the, yes. the Bader Meinhof gang terrorists, and they were going after Americans. My my father worked at a a building that was bombed uh, by the terrorists at, at lunchtime. That's a true story in the book too. Wait a minute, he left for lunch, and they bombed the building. The building, the the officers' club that he had lunch in every day was bombed by the terrorists, and he just wow. didn't happen to be there at that time. But twelve people were injured. It was a, it was a you know really traumatic event. Um, that and all of this was happening around me. But I was a twelve year old kid or thirteen year old mm-hmm. kid, mm-hmm. and I was more concerned about my baseball cards and right. you know. Right, right. Uh, yeah. You know, it was the seventies. Yeah. I was, you know, yeah. listening to the Beatles. I was, yeah. you know, it was not. Uh, now, can I say? I was not catching there's, it. Yeah. There's a part in it. I'm like, what are these baseball? What are these cards? Uh, are you know? Are they? Uh, is this? Are this for espionage? No, these are the Chicago Cubs. You know, I mean, it's just like. <laughs> well, that's a true story too. We were yeah. driving into Romania, and my father. Uh, said to the, you know, yelled to the back of the car. He said, uh, by the way, um, you know, they're going to be looking for us to smuggle things in. So anything that is very American, they're going to take. <laughs> and one, and I was, I had my baseball cards with me. I said, well, what about baseball cards? He goes, oh yeah, that's really American. They're, they're definitely going to take that. You better hide those. I was like, oh my, I was like in a panic. I got, uh, <laughs> I put it under a pillow. I was sitting with sweating. I was sweating, oh, and he went out oh. in, into the uh, uh, to the uh, the border guard, and he bribed the border guard with cigarettes to let us in. And, but when he came back to the car, he's like, "Yeah, I'm sorry, uh, uh, they're going to take the cards." I was like, "What?" You know? wow. But he, he was doing it just uh, just as a joke, wacky. <laughs> you know, we're, sure, why not? Communist humor. Get... <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I think that's enough. I mean, if we have it, I hope that's whetted the appetite because there's way more to the story than uh, we have revealed. And like in the movies where it says this is based on an actual event. And then at the end of the movie, they tell you what was what. 
what was real yeah. and what wasn't. Uh, Rick does that in the book. So the name of the book is once what again? It's called what? Back in the DDR. And how do we order it? EckhartPress.com, E-C-K-H-A-R-T-Z, Press.com. Okay, I just, I'm just i running over time, but I want to tell you that the hills are alive with the sound of music uh, <laughs> at the Paramount Theater. I want to tell you that they're doing that, okay? Uh, Thank <laughs> thanks, thanks, Rick. The news is next from the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom on 720 WGN.